This episode is brought to you in part by Candorel. Coming soon, a luxury master-planned condominium community rising at the corner of Bathurst and St. Clair. Situated directly on the subway and streetcar line, a monument of architecture and interior design, a timeless expression of glamour and grace. Forêt Forest Hill. Register today at live at forêt.ca. That's live at f-o-r-e-t dot c-a. just wants his bar mitzvah in Israel. So as of now, it does not look hopeful. And we always thought that it would be. It's like you thought that the whole anxiety over travel and the whole balagan that COVID brought would be leading to more normal, you know, now that it's quote unquote over, it'd be leading to more normalized um, travel. But this is, this is ridiculous. That's the sound of some LL customers who received emails this past week confirming what we've reported already, that Israel's flagship carrier is halting its direct service between Tel Aviv and Toronto this fall. The airline says it's readjusting its schedule to deal with demand and it wants to offer service to exciting new destinations. So for people who've booked flights already for the fall and winter, LL is offering options like flying to Israel via the States or Europe or rebooking and going somewhere else or canceling and getting a voucher. But that's not helping some of the families you'll hear on today's episode, whether it's for a long-awaited bar mitzvah ceremony at the Western Wall or a visit back to Canada to see elderly parents. And watching it all is an aviation expert who thinks El Al will realize they made a mistake. And even if they decide to sort of return, probably uh, late spring next summer, uh, they will have lost the loyalty of a significant amount of this market. And that's why they may learn to regret it. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, June the 30th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. LL told us it's because COVID threw the entire airline industry into turmoil that they're making cuts, but there's more to it. And coming up, we'll hear from Professor Fred Lazar, an aviation expert who teaches at the Schulich School of Business at York University, about why LL did it, what it'll mean for ticket prices on Air Canada, and who's likely to come to the rescue. We'll also talk to two families about how the decision is impacting their lives. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Hi, it's Marvin Rotran, National Director for the League for Human Rights of B'nai B'rith Canada. And this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. At least a dozen prominent Jewish Canadians have been appointed to the Order of Canada. The Governor-General released the list on Wednesday with 85 notable names. And the Jewish honorees include philanthropist Naomi Azrieli, Joel Reitman, who just finished a term as co-chair of CJA, Surgeon Zane Cohen, and Ben Mink of Vancouver, who's in the music business. You can check the full list in our show notes. <music> Professor Fred Lazar admits he's never actually flown on LL, but he has run an airline in northern Canada, and he's a respected aviation expert at York University. We caught up with him in the lounge at the Vancouver airport. Do you have any thoughts about why the Toronto market was dropped, why LL thought it would be uh, the best business decision to do such a thing? They're looking at uh, sort of uh, demands and probably realize that the Toronto market, especially as going into the fall and winter, is not the most robust. And uh, there are other alternatives uh, with LL. You know, you can always go via JFK. 
So uh, El Al is probably facing the same problems as every other major airline. As they try to bring all their planes back on uh, into the system, uh, they have, you know, don't have uh, the number of pilots and more importantly the flight attendants required to staff them all. And so they've got to make trade-offs. And uh, for some reason, they probably concluded that uh, they're better off utilizing the resources, uh, their people and their aircraft on other routes, probably, uh, you know, their bread and butter routes, which would be to uh, New York, uh, probably down to uh, Miami, obviously London. You said it was a bad business decision. Why is it bad? I mean, right now that you look at uh, the information you've got, uh, what your network planning uh, is, what your resource availabilities are, what fuel prices are, and you make the decision, how do we best utilize the resources? Uh, and their decision was to drop uh, the nonstop Toronto route. They may realize three, six months afterwards that maybe in retrospect, it was not the right decision. I think, uh, you know, they've got a long history coming into Toronto and they're going to lose a lot of goodwill as a result. How do you think this is going to make Air Canada act or will it impact prices or frequency? What do you look for and what do you predict? Uh, again, I don't see Air Canada increasing frequency because they're facing similar problems to LL, the staffing problems. In terms of uh, pricing, well, uh, Air Canada, like all the airlines, have uh, a pricing algorithm. Uh, once they detect a pickup in demand uh, greater than uh, they've anticipated, uh, what you're going to find is the cheapest economy fares disappear. The other economy fares will increase. And given fuel prices, that serves as an even stronger incentive to increase those fares. Uh, but at the end of the day, they just can't increase uh, fares uh, outrageously because there are alternatives. They're not as attractive. There are one-stop alternatives to various markets. But that's going to be the pricing constraint. Do you foresee someone like Jerry um, Schwartz uh, or yeah, WestJet, for example, stepping in to, to take over where, where uh, El Al is leaving? Uh, I don't think so, because uh, WestJet basically has said they're going to concentrate uh, their efforts, their growth on Western Canada. Or will they start operating from Calgary to Tel Aviv? Probably not. They don't have enough wide bodies to start that type of service. So, uh, you know, you might get Transat trying to step in to fill in the void. They're the most likely carrier. But again, they're facing financial difficulties, uh, especially with, again, staffing and fuel prices. But, uh, you know, if uh, they continue to be viable, uh, they may be the ones that replace uh, LL for the time being in that market. So you think that LL will come back probably? Uh, this is just a temporary thing, is it what you're saying? And in the meantime, it's chaos. I think they'll be back, uh, you know, late spring uh, next summer, uh, assuming the following uh, one that they're able to get more pilots and flight attendants so they can operate a, a full schedule and uh, when they realize that the Canadian market is an important market and probably you know doesn't rank that far behind you know New York uh, Miami London and uh, I believe you know, South Africa might be a big market for them but I'm not sure
We did reach out to Air Canada for comment on the El Al service, but they didn't respond by deadline. They did, however, announce late yesterday they're also making service cuts to the summer schedule. But so far, it's not clear which routes are involved. Meanwhile, watching this all from her home in Israel's Ramat Beit Shemesh is Jessica Myers. She moved to Israel 20 years ago from Toronto, where her parents and one of her sons still live. El Al is her airline of choice as an observant Jew. I'm a frequent traveler to Toronto and the convenience of the El Al, like my favorite flight in the world, is the El Al flight that leaves Israel Motei Shabbat, actually like one o'clock Sunday morning. It's a night flight, which makes it a lot easier. Um, And it gets us into Toronto at six in the morning Sunday, which means that we have that whole day there, which is, you know, when you're counting days that uh, every day is so special when you're with family, you appreciate having that extra day. And I mean, LL service, I'm not going to tell you is the greatest service in the world. But to me, LL is the only airline where I truly feel comfortable and safe and at home. Um, And even, you know, when I leave Toronto and I get on that LL flight, it's like I'm almost already home. I trust the security. I trust the service. I, I love being around Jews. Um, and uh, it's it's really a shame because, you know, as as especially again with people who don't like layovers, I have a couple of physical issues that uh, you know not mobility necessarily, but you know it's it it would make layovers getting in and off the plane and having to spend you know hours at a foreign airport or whatever. It's just not the most appealing thing in the world. For me, you know, it's it's like they're they're making it eat, they're making it so much harder for me to get home. Your friends in Israel who are who are who do fly LL, they heard about this, I assume, in the last few days. What are people saying? Um, I mean, the Toronto community, especially. You know, we have a couple of uh, Facebook groups, and definitely there's a lot of anger and indignation. And for us, who, you know, it's hard enough to make Aliyah. It's hard enough to leave your family behind. Thank God that we have the wherewithal to be able to come back and forth, you know, once every few months or a couple of years. And anything that makes that a little bit easier for us is a giant bonus. I also spoke with Rena Ostro of Thornhill. She booked her oldest son Adriel's bar mitzvah celebration for the end of December. The Western Wall was reserved and so were tickets on LL for herself and her husband and four kids and both sets of grandparents. Now the Simcha in Israel will likely be cancelled. So we are going to be traveling all together as one party. My parents were coming also on LL and my in-laws. And now with this cancellation, um, the options are just really not very good options. So an option of taking a connecting flight in the wintertime, talking about snowstorms, bad weather, um, with four kids through New York or anywhere is just really just not possible, right? Um, It's not even a connecting flight. It would be getting to New York or wherever it would be, Um, taking a flight there, hoping it doesn't get canceled, taking our bags off, getting the bags back onto an LL flight in order to go. Um, Not only that is timing. We lose so much more time traveling with that extra leg of our trip. I'm the preschool director at a school. My husband's a doctor and our time off is very limited. So that's really not a great option. And then we love LL. So LL's always, always been our first choice. We love flying LL. It's really like, 
we feel like it, and their slogan. So, and then Flying Air Canada, now that they have a monopoly, we were told that their prices will go up, but their prices are already astronomical. Um, time out, almost $3,000 a ticket. Have you all always flown LL before? What's your history with LL? Yeah. We actually will always choose LL. Even this time we had the option, right, to go LL or, or Canada Direct. The flights were very comparable. We really, like, looked at the dates that we wanted to choose. But also we always try to fly LL. So have you told your son that this is off yet? Or? He heard us talking and disappointed is an understatement. Um, he's hopeful, but I don't know that we are anymore. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Esther Silver. She's a Canadian expat. She lives in Israel, and she runs Israel's new national women's ice hockey team. And they just got new team shirts ahead of the Maccabea Games, which start next month. And yes, Canada is also sending a team for the women's category, which debuts for the first time at the Jewish Olympics in Israel. And we'll end the show with good wishes for a happy Canada Day to you all. It's a good time to catch up on episodes that you might have missed of our show. We'll be back on Monday with a story we're working on. It's about four generations of one family and their love affair with Camp Kadima. 